Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest, Abby Herman. Abby is a content strategist and coach for business owners who want to gain visibility for their businesses with personalized content strategies and implementation. She hosts a growing membership program to help business owners DIY their content marketing and is the host of the Content Experiment podcast. During today's conversation, Abby is sharing with us her hiring journey, both the mistakes that she made when she was hiring a contractor and the successes that she had when she hired her first employee and what made the difference in the two journeys. We also talk about how you can leverage a team to grow your business where you are providing services, done for you services for your clients. And Abby is sharing with us some tips on how to be successful when you go and hire a marketing person to help you write content for your business. So let's jump into the conversation. Hi, Abby. Thank you so much for joining us on the Growing Your Team podcast. Hi, thanks so much, Jamie. Can you kick us off with telling everybody a little bit about yourself and the business that you run? Sure. Um, I'm Abby Herman and my business is the content experiment. We are, we have uh, two sides of the business. Um, there is a, uh, the agency side, which is content marketing, um, full service content marketing for online service-based business owners who want more visibility online, but they don't really want to do it themselves. And so my team and I take that over for them. Um, and we do content creation, content strategy, um, implementation, and all of that. And then the other side of the business is a membership community called Content Mastery Lab, where I teach um, service-based businesses how to develop their own content strategies and to, how to like get their content out there to the world. Um, I rebranded in February of 2021 to the content experiment. The business was Write Solutions before W-R-I-T-E Solutions. And um, I rebranded because I never liked my business name and I had had it for a really long time. And uh, I decided that it was time to do something a little bit different. Um, and the content experiment, there's kind of a long story behind it, but um, the meaning behind the content experiment is that content is different for everyone and there's no one set way that's going to work for everyone. Um, and it's really important to recognize that and to try different things out and kind of experiment with what you're doing to see where you get the best ROI, where you're able to reach your audience um, most effectively and what really feels good to you. 
Yes. I love that. Yeah. It's definitely not a one size fits all approach. And I hate it when, when uh, professionals like kind of approach it that way, it's like, here's what works for one business. So it's going to work for every business. So you better do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I teach, especially in the lab, in the, um, in the uh, membership program, I teach, this is what works for me here. Here's how I do it. And here are some other ways you can do it. And now take that information and figure out what works for you. Cause yeah, what works for me is not necessarily going to work for the next person. And that's okay. I think that there are a lot of best practices. Um, there are a lot of things that people could do. There are a few things that people really should do, like have an email list is one of them, but, and email your audience consistently. But so there's so many different types of businesses out there, um, different sizes, different ages of business. And so, yeah, you just have to do what works for you. Right. And one of the things that I love about your business and more of what we'll get into today is the fact that, yes, you have this portion of your business where you're teaching, but you also still have this full service side of your business. And I find that when a lot of people are like, how can I make more money in my business? They tend to get rid of the full service side because they're like, oh, that takes too much time. I'm going to just teach people. And mm -hmm. I love being like, wait, 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 you don't have to do that. You can grow a bigger business offering these services to your clients, but you don't necessarily have to be the one to be doing all that work. Or you build your team in a way, you build your business in a way that allows you to bring in that more revenue, more clients without overloading you. And that is exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> yes. I actually hired my first um, employee in August or September of 2020 and in 2021. So we're recording this at the end of April. Um, and I've added two people, two employees to my team, and I'm getting ready to add another employee to my team. So yeah, it's all about, um, finding the right people that can do the work that you trust to hand over some of that client work to. I'm still really, really in the um, full service client management type side of the business, the agency side, I'm still really into it, but um, I do have a goal for exiting out of that as much as I can. Yeah. And that's good. And that's one thing I tell my clients all the time is like, you don't have to go from doing it all yourself to like handing over the reins completely. It's mm -hmm. you can build this kind of like stair step of getting you out of there, trusting your team, building up that team. And for some people who really like servicing the clients and doing that type of work in their business, you never have to give it up completely. You can, you can yeah. make it just a small percentage of your time, but still keep it if that's what's going to make you happy in your business. Yeah, I do all of the one-to-one um, -one client uh, communication. So I make the sales, I onboard the clients um, with the help of an operations person now. Um, but I do the onboarding because I really, I really like that relationship with the clients. I like establishing that. Um, and then sometimes I do the actual content creation. Um, and I have an employee who is a, who's a writer who does some of it. And I also have, um, 
a contractor that I use who does some of the content creation as well. And then I don't have to touch the techie stuff. So like loading it to websites and to um, social media platforms and email systems. I don't do any of that. I have two team members who do that for me, which is really nice because that is the part that I dislike the most. And I was so excited to let go of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. Being able to get rid of that stuff that you would really prefer not to do. So with everything, I I do, I do like the way that you said you set that up. And it kind of reminds me of back in the day, my very first job was in, I was a part-time receptionist at an ad agency. So first job out of college, as I was trying to figure out what do I want to do with this degree? Hey, let me go work at an ad agency to figure out all the different paths I could go. But within this ad agency, you had the account executives that really owned that client relationship, that they were one of those main point of contacts. But then you had account managers, account specialists, account coordinators, and everybody underneath that then helped execute the work and do the different things. And then of course you had the creative team and everything and the media buyers, but yeah. So it's like, you can have that, that high level client contact where you're onboarding them and communicating with them and really owning the relationship without having to do all the work that goes into executing that relationship. Yeah. Because you said before, it's really time consuming. It's really time consuming (laughs) a lot. Um, And yeah, it just takes, it takes a lot of time. Now I'm kind of uh, balancing my time with doing some of the content creation, managing the relationships and doing like reviewing the work that um, my team members are, are doing. So, and, and it still continues to be really time consuming. Eventually, you know, maybe I'll hire another one of me um, to, you know, be in the business in that way. I just know that that for me, that's a, a larger salary than what I'm paying the team members that I'm working with right now. Right. <laughs> so that's a big role. Yeah. But if you think about it, eventually your business will grow to the point where not only is it needed, it's affordable yes, because absolutely because they're going to be able to service enough business, own enough clients that it makes it 100% worth it. Yeah. And I thinking back to the first employee that I hired, I mean, that's, it's a little stressful. I mean, to think that I'm going to be responsible for someone else's income, I'm responsible for that. Um, It's, it's a lot. (laughs) And it was really stressful. And, you know, hiring this, my second employee wasn't nearly as stressful. And the third one was, okay, I've totally got this. I know that I can do it. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I know everything that you're going through. Like uh, I'm hiring my very first employee right now. It is a part-time position. And, and just like thinking about it, when I look at my numbers, obviously I made sure, can I afford this position? But then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, moving forward. It's like, how much still needs to be coming in so I could continue to afford this position every month. And sometimes it's a little, it's a little scary, but at the same time, I'm just like, wait, compared to my revenue, I got that. Like mm-hmm. I got it. It's good. But it is just that little scary thing of like, okay, now I'm responsible. Like someone else is depending on me every month. Like this is, this it's not optional, but it has to take place. Like, so it is, it does break out a lot of emotions, a lot, a lot of scary fear and everything, but Mm -hmm. we got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just this morning ran payroll for our payday in a couple of days. And, um, 
It's so I do profit first in my business. I use profit first. And so I ran the payroll and then went straight to my bank account, made all the, you know, distributions to make sure that the money is going to be there when it comes out. But, it, and it feels really good. Like knowing that I've got it covered, that it's totally fine. Like there's no worry about that anymore. Um, which has actually really been a huge milestone for me in, um, in just this, this business journey that I've been on. Cause it's, I feel like it's been a really long one and um, hasn't always been fantastic, <laughs> as okay. I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like hills and valleys and a roller coaster all mixed into one. <laughs> and before we get into uh, talking a little bit more about that roller coaster journey, for anyone who's listening and they're like, what is profit first? So it is a way to kind of like, Org, I would say best way to say it is organize the money that's coming in. So you have everything in the proper buckets to be able to pay yourself, earn a profit, pay your taxes and pay your expenses. And if you go back, I believe it's episode 76 with Julie Shopa. She's a profit first professional that was coming on. She shared a little bit about her hiring journey. And then we also got into profit first. So go back and listen to that episode. If you want to learn more about profit first. All right. So now let's talk about your hiring journey. Cause obviously you told us that you now have employees over the past little bit more of a year that you've grown from one employee to now three. Well, you said you're bringing on your third one, three, I'm getting ready to bring on a fourth three on the fourth one, Yeah, but that's not where you started with hiring, right? So you started with contractors. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I failed miserably as a boss to contractors. <laughs> I'll just, I'll start with that. Um, I start, well, so I, I went, I started my business in 2007 and I went full-time in my business in 2013 and really struggled with um, mindset, money mindset, um, just struggled with so many things with figuring out pricing and how I was even going to pay myself. So for years, I really struggled with that. And I'm the only income in my house and have always been the only income in my house. And I have, you know, mouths to feed. I've got dogs and, and a kid <laughs> who's not a kid anymore, but, um, so yeah, it was, it was really, it was a huge struggle. Um, eventually we all get to the point if we're, if growth is something that we want to do, we get to the point where we can't possibly do it all ourselves. And we right. also get to the point where, um, there are things that we just cannot do in our business, or we don't want to learn like, like, you know, backend website stuff, or, you know, I, I've broken my website before and I need support and getting it fixed. Um, you know, tools that we want to be able to use that we don't know how to use. And we have to hire people to, I mean, we don't have to hire people, but we do. I hired people to help me because I didn't have time to learn the thing. So um, my very first, other than a coach, um, my very first hire was a virtual assistant um, and it did not go well at all. Um, and the reason why it didn't go well. And, and at the very beginning, I blamed the person I hired. Um, I thought, well, why doesn't she understand this? Why is the work not getting done? Why does it look like this? 
it was all my fault. It was completely my fault because I expected her to read my mind. I did not know how to onboard. I was very resistant to handing off things and to um, like letting go of control. I'm, I'm kind of a control freak. Um, and so I had, I really, really struggled with that. Um, and I actually went through a couple of other virtual assistants after that with similar results. <laughs> So when I was looking to hire an employee, so I should say too, that I think that I know that legally there's a big difference between employees and contractors. Um, I also think that there is like an internal difference between employees and contractors. So hiring an employee, obviously I feel so much more invested in the relationship. Um, I hope that my employees also feel more invested in the business as employees versus contractors. And not that there's anything wrong with hiring contractors. I'm a contractor in all of my co clients' businesses. Right. So, and I'm invested in their businesses and all of that. But it's just a totally different, um, I feel like it's a totally different relationship. And so um, when I was looking to make my first hire, I was hiring someone as um, an administrative assistant. And I knew that like, I had to do it right. I had, it, it's, there's a lot of time that goes into it. You're investing. I knew that I needed to figure out how to onboard and all of that. So I did get help in, in figuring out how to hire. Do you want me to talk about like the process that I went through? Cause sure. that was really, yeah. um, I got really discouraged, um, through the process. So I was trying to hire in July of 2020 and, um, and I think that she, I can't remember, she must've started towards the end of August of 2020. I have it on my calendar, but, um, when I was hiring, I put out the job description. So I had an official job description. I had a place for them to apply. Um, like, so I could kind of vet the people before I contacted them to, um, interview them, but. I was really discouraged at the quality of applicants that were coming in. So um, one of the places where I, I posted in a couple of places, one was like that Facebook jobs section that you can um, put applications yeah. in. And then, which is actually where I ended up finding my, my assistant um, from later, but, and then also indeed.com. And so I wanted to hire somebody who was local to me because I didn't want to have to mess with paperwork and, you know, people in other States, I didn't want to have to mess with time zones because I'm in Arizona and we're really special here. Like we have our own little time zone <laughs> and so right. time zones are a hot mess. Um, and so, uh, the quality of applicants were, was not good. Um, people didn't read the directions, which weren't really difficult. I mean, I wanted a couple of pieces of information. Um, I, I there were either people who were like, so completely overqualified that I, I felt really bad about like offering them the role. And then people who just had, um, no experience at all, um, not that there's anything wrong with that either, but it was just, I got very discouraged. Um, and, and the people who I did email to uh, interview, like didn't respond. So I kind of quit. I was like, all right, I'm just not going to hire somebody right now. It's really discouraging. But then um, I think I, I brought on a new client, a very um, substantial client. And I thought there is no way I can do this by myself. There's absolutely no way. So I like dug in 
sent out, did the application thing again. I don't think I went on Indeed the second time. I just did it through Facebook and word of mouth. And I posted it on my own Facebook profile and stuff and got some really solid candidates. Um, I interviewed three or four of them. I had three of them do a test project for me, a paid test project. So I gave them some instruction and some uh, guidance and, and intentionally left some things out to see what they would do and had two people do a really great job and then ultimately narrowed it down to one, one candidate. Um, and then another, the second candidate who I didn't end up hiring actually um, came on as a contractor for a little while and did some contract work for me. So it's kind of been, a, it was kind of a long journey, but totally worth it um, for the, the person I was able to bring onto my team. Yeah. And it's very, very normal to feel overwhelmed with the hiring process, especially at first when it's your first time going through it and you're like, okay, are these results what I want? Are they not learning how to sort through the thing through everybody, making sure that you're getting it in front of the right people. It's one of those things. Like I tell all my clients, we post on indeed because you can post there for free and you never know what you're going to find. But there's a lot of clients where I'm like, okay, you need something specific. You need to use these other platforms. And yes, they're pay to play some of them, but they're going to be worth it. So you never know. Yeah. Like you have to make sure you're getting, like, as you know, with marketing, you have to get it in front of the right people. If you yes. don't get it in front of the right people, you're never going to find the right person. Like they can't apply. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I do love that. Like you had mentioned, like you, I, you got like some help and everything, like with the hiring process, correct? So you worked yes. with someone, how did they help you? Um, so I met with someone who she basically, um, helped me figure out what I was looking for in an employee. So what kind of qualities do they need to have? Like they need to be able to work. Um, they need to be critical thinkers. They need to be able to work independently. Um, I don't do really, very well with, um, obviously with onboarding. So they need to be able to ask me questions. They need, they also need to be able to, um, search for the answers themselves. I mean, there's a reason I'm hiring someone in an, in an administrative role, like they need to be able to kind of figure things out on their own too, you know, within reason. So she helped me figure out all of that. Then she helped me. Well, she didn't help me. She actually wrote the job description for me. Um, so actually, you know, wrote it all out, um, sent that to me. And then I was able to, um, yeah, and then kind of gave me guidance on how, where to post and how to post. Um, once I found candidates, she walked me through the interview process, like how to essentially rank the different candidates that were coming in, um, you know, as we were, um, as I was interviewing and then how to determine which was the best fit. And then she had, we had her, or I was on Voxer with her and she, um, kind of talked me off the ledge a couple of times <laughs> so in the whole process, but I mean, just having somebody there to help me and to really support me through the whole process was huge. Cause I, you know, 
I just could, I, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know the legalities of all of it. I didn't know um, even what paperwork like they were going to have to fill out when they came on board, all of that. I just had no idea because like, I've never done it before. And that goes back to hiring people in your business. This was not something that I wanted to learn how to do. I mean, I know how to do the pieces now and I have the pieces in place because I hired somebody to help me and to teach me. That was not something I wanted to research and figure out how to do on my own. Like I needed to have a professional. Yes. So I love all that. Cause the process that they took you through is very similar to the process I take my clients through. And one of the reasons why I love that you, you worked with someone is one, you recognize that you needed this, need this help, like in order to get out of your mind, what you needed, and then have someone be able to take all that and write this job posting and kind of guide you through of like, okay, here's what you need. Here's what you use to go and find it. I love mm -hmm. it. That's what I do. But with all of it is anyone who's like, listened and gone through, like heard my story of like how I got into this. Part of the reason I got into this is because at that point in time, there really weren't people like myself and the person you worked with helping people through this journey. It was like, oh, you're a small business. We'll talk to you when you have 50 plus employees. And how are you supposed to get those 50 plus employees when you are struggling to get that first one, when you're letting yourself get in the way of getting that first one. So I absolutely love like hearing when business owners like you trust other people to help them through this journey. And now that there's more people out there helping business owners through this journey, because, you know, as we talk about like with hiring, you got to find the right person who's best for you. And you might be listening to this, this podcast and saying, Jamie, I need this help, but you're not the right person for me. So if that's mm -hmm. the case, go and find someone else who's going to help you through this journey. So you get the right person on your team. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can't possibly know it all and be able to do all of it in your business. And that's exactly why you're hiring somebody. So find somebody right. to help you with that process. And it, it literally, um, I, I do not think that I would have the team that I have right now, if it hadn't been for getting support and just, just like this big client that I got in August that made me realize, Oh crap, I really do need somebody. I would not still have that client if it hadn't been for having the support that I have on my team. So, right. um, and I have to say too, so since that, since August of 2020, when my new team member came on board, um, I had in September, I had the best month ever in my business in the history of my business. And I've been in business Congrats. for a while. And I have had multiple best months ever since then. <laughs> so including this month. So it's, you know, and, and I just keep, you know, I've, I've hired more people. I have brought on new clients. We've done new things and different things. I've attracted new people to me because I've had support with the marketing side of my own business. Even though I do that for clients, I now have support in my own business. So, um, hiring someone and then, and then in turn hiring two more people has just like skyrocketed my business in a way that I never thought possible. Right. And if you think about it, like we're at the end of April of 2021, this was August of 2020 that you hired that first team member. So within that period of time, you've had multiple best months. You've gone from one employee to three employees. Now you're getting ready to hire your fourth. So getting those people on your team helped make big strides. Cause you mentioned you've been in business since 2007. It was correct. Yeah. Yeah. Full-time yeah. since 2013, but part-time in 2007. Yeah. And, and the, 
So hiring has done amazing things for your business. And uh, I'm so happy to hear about that. So one question I have about that is, so when you went from that first employee to now hiring your second employee, Mm -hmm. did you hire for the same position? Did you move your first employee into something else and then rehire what you initially hired your first employee to do? Or did you hire for something completely different? So I, the, the first hire was an administrative assistant. My second hire was a content writer. Um, so it was a totally different role. And then my third hire was taking my administrative assistant and kind of elevating her role. Um, because I think, I think that I was going to burn her out if I didn't hire another admin role. So I, I elevated my administrative assistant to more of an operations type role and then hired another administrative assistant um, to kind of help with a lot of um, her overflow and things that she wasn't getting to because um, she didn't have time. Right. <laughs> she was already like, pretty much at full time um, when I hired the administrative assistant. Yeah. And if you look at that, that's like one of the things I want people to like realize when you're hiring, like a lot of people think, okay, I need help with all this stuff. How do I fit it into one role? But for your first two hires, they were completely different hires because you needed two different types of help. And yeah, yeah, then you were able to expand on that first role. Well, and I should say too, that, um, the, my original hire, my admin, um, she was actually doing some content writing for me. Um, in, you know, I, I asked her if she wanted to do it. She said she would try. And she actually, part of the test project that I did when I was hiring had some content writing in there. Cause I wanted to see, you know, just like their ability level in general. So she did take on a little bit of that. And so when I was going to hire the writer and when I was going to hire the second admin, the, the newer admin position, I did ask her, what is it that you love doing? What is it that you don't, that you would be okay with letting go or that you want to let go? Like you don't want to do it anymore. Um, and so we had like a little list going. I mean, I have a, a little mental list too now, even, even now of the things that I know that she doesn't love doing because I want to keep her happy. Like she's doing a good job. So I want to keep her happy. So I know when I hire the next person, I know what I can, um, you know, what she's going to let go, like what she's not going to do anymore. And same thing with the writer. So I'm, I'm going to hire another writer. And so I want to know from my current writer, okay, which projects would you want to let go? Like, which ones do you, are you not in love with so that that can become the new employees role to do those projects? Yeah. I love that. It reminds me back in my corporate days, I'd have conversations with my employees to be like, what do you like about your job? What do you not like about your job? And at first, some of them were really scared to be like, I don't like this part of my job. Cause they're like, how can I tell my boss something I don't like about my job? And I was like, hold on. The reason why I want to know this is if a special project comes up and it's on something that you hate, I know not to tap you for that project to, you know, give you something else instead. Mm -hmm. Or if we're talking about career progression, that I can guide you to uh, positions where, yes, maybe 5% of your time is around this thing that you hate, but 95% of your time is around things you love. And it's like, okay, you don't like it, but you can do it in order to do the things you love versus guiding you into a career path where, 50% of your time is going to be on those things that you hate. So it's like, yeah, as as bosses, we want to know because we want to take care of our employees. We want to make sure that they're happy. So that way they stay with us. 
Yes. And I was in a career prior to this, uh, where there was a good chunk of, you know, what I did that was legally necessary and I hated doing it. And it was miserable. (laughs) It was miserable. I was a teacher, all of the paperwork that we have to do, all of the follow-ups, all of the, um, you know, assessments that we have to do. I hated doing all of that. I just like, just let me teach and then like, let go of the rest. And so I didn't like going to work a lot of the time. Um, I want people who work for me. I want employees to like what they're doing and to, you know, we don't have an office. We all work virtually, but I want them to sit down in front of their computers excited uh, to work every day or, you know, if not excited, because there's still things that we all do that we don't like to do, but at least, you know, satisfied and, and happy and happy to, to work with me. Yes. It reminds me of a conversation I had back with my boss back when I was in corporate. And I just remember telling her like, I'm, I'm bored. I'm not enjoying my job right now. It was, uh, right after about like two months after I returned from maternity leave after having my first daughter and the conversation, I was like, if this is the job, I don't know if I want to be in this job anymore, mm-hmm. but if this is like kind of things I have to do this and I have to go through this in order to get to the next level, I'm like, let them tell me that. So that way I know what the next level is, but know that this is just, this is just doing the job to get to that next level. And I, now this is me making conclusions, but I'm, I'm my mind, because I had that conversation and was telling my boss, I'm kind of bored here in my job. I then got selected for some special projects that really shaped the rest of my career with that company and helped me get a lot of the skills and everything that allow me to run the business that I have now. So it's like, yeah, you want to have those conversations because you never know how it's going to impact your team members, your business and, and everything. Keep them happy, keep them with you and keep growing your business. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I wish, I wish that that would have been possible for me back in the day. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. But then that brings back, I remember a conversation that I had with a team member with, they weren't very happy with their job and we had those conversations about it. And it got to the point where I told her, this is the job. If you're really not happy, then maybe it's time for you to leave and find something else. And she did, she ended up leaving and getting a career that she loved And if you think about Mm -hmm. it for you, you could have stayed in teaching, doing those things that you really weren't enjoying or have the business that you have now. Exactly. Because I do get to do the teaching that I loved to do. I get to teach and I get to teach adults too. So, you know, no snotty noses and (laughs) other things that comes with teaching kids. I taught elementary school, but yeah, I love the, the teaching part of what I do and being, especially in the membership, being able to teach people in there. Yes. Before we wrap up today, I want to flip the conversation a little bit. And uh, so you are in a position where people are hiring you and they're hiring you sometimes for things that can be to them seem very personal to express Mm -hmm. their voice to their audience. So Mm -hmm. do you have any tips for when people are going to hire someone to help them with their content? Yes. Um, so some of the things that I think business owners struggle with because like our business is our baby, you know, it's, we've grown it from like day one and it's, it's sometimes really difficult to let go. Um, but I'm going to go back to something that I've already said a couple of times is that 
you know, when we hire people in our businesses, we hire people because they're experts, because they know what they're doing, because we don't know the best practices as a business owner, the, the contractor, the professional that we're hiring does. Um, and so I would say like, for me, the, the clients that I have that get the best results are the ones who trust the process, who trust, you know, the, my expertise and who are able to kind of let go of things. So I, it's really difficult to do. I, I know that I know, I know from experience, it's really difficult to let go of some things in your business, but um, a really good copywriter or content uh, strategist, content uh, marketing person knows how to find your voice and to pull that information out of you. Like we all have our own process for doing that. Um, we know how to find your voice and how to get it out of you and how to put it out there to the world in a way that your audience is going to, uh, find it and be attracted to it. So, um, I think that's probably my, my biggest tip is to trust the process trust the person that you're hiring. And if you don't, then don't hire them, you know, right. find somebody that you do, that you do trust. Yeah. I would also say, and let me know if you agree with this is look at some of the stuff that that copywriter or content producer has done. Does it match how you would like your brand portrayed in a way? Cause, mm -hmm. um, you know, just for when I rebranded back in 2020, I knew two great website content writers. One, I loved her content in a way, but it didn't match like my voice. It like, it was just, it just wasn't me. And the other right. one, like I was looking through her portfolio and I was just like, I could totally see every one of these being like a website that I would love to be mine if I was in that industry or provided these services. So mm -hmm. being able to go and say, I, I trust, you can trust this person because they, you know, that they do something similar or they can, yeah. they already speak like you speak. Yes. Yeah. There will always be people who you vibe with and who you don't vibe with. And yes. I'm not for everyone. You know, you're not, you already recognized you're not for everyone and that's okay. It's finding the person that, um, that is right for you. Yes, exactly. With everything, whether it's you're hiring them to do your content writing, other contractor positions within your business or for your employees, know that not everyone is right for you. Not You're not right for everybody. Find that perfect match so it can be that great relationship that produces the results that you need. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Abby, we're coming up to the end. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Uh, they can find me at thecontentexperiment.com. Um, and then my podcast is The Content Experiment Podcast. Those are both great uh, places to find me. And if anyone wants to hop on a call, um, you can find me at thecontentexperiment.com slash chat, C-H-A-T. Um, and we can have a, a quick chat. Exciting. All right. And all those links will be shared in the show notes on growingyourteam.com. All right. And our last question for today that I love to ask everybody, we've all had leaders in our life or managers that stood out to us. Think of the most impactful leader or manager that you have had. And can you share with us one thing that made them stand out to you? So the things that the things plural, cause I'm not going to follow directions. Um, <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> 
The things that stand out most to me in a quality manager, um, and this is probably, you know, a, a combination of a few different uh, managers, supervisors that I've had over the years and people and, and what I've seen in the online space. And that is um, supervisors who, who recognize your effort and the work that you've done. Um, I'm big on words of affirmation. So I love a good validation, a good, you know, way to go or great job, or I love this kind of, or testimonial. Those are all fantastic. And I think that they are great pieces of information that you can go back to um, over and over again when you're not feeling so hot. Um, and then also just, you know, those that allow uh, autonomy and um, that allow you to do things in your own way. If you're getting the job done, I think that that is what's most important, not how you get the job done. Yes, I love that. All right, Abby, thank you so much for everything that you shared today, for sharing about your journey, growing your team. There's so much that we could learn from you. Thank you so much for having me. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, and you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the Growing Your Team podcast so you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes and hear all the greatest tips from our guest experts on how you can grow your team so you can scale your business. And if you haven't done so yet, please consider leaving us a review. I would love to hear what you think of the podcast and your review will help other people decide if this is the right podcast for them. So once again, thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.